Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. We're finally making this happen. What I'm calling a throwback episode with Blakely from Ben F season of The Bachelor and then Bachelor Pad 3. Yeah. I always like to start with how you got cast on this show. Let me tell you. So I lived in Austin, Texas at the time, and I was really good friends with Wes. And so Wes had like told me about it and he was like, I think you should really apply for the show. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to do it. Um, and he was like, no, I think you should. And so he talked to Alon, I think. Yeah. And basically I just remember one day just sitting in my living room and I got a phone call and they were like, Hey, we wanted to see if you were still interested in me on the bachelor. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> sure. And then the funny thing is, is I was actually trying out for the Charlotte Bobcats, which is now back to the Hornets. Right. Right. Girl, I knew I wasn't going to make it. I, <laughs> I never, I took like ballet when I was five. So like, I knew I wasn't, I couldn't drop it. Like it's way hot. to go for it though. That's great. But I made it in the top like 28. And I remember that night they actually had like a what do you call it? Like a viewing or whatever. And I had practice that night. And so I came and I was like all in this like glittery, shiny leotards and like knee highs and tennis shoes and (laughs) a big bra with my boobs hanging out. And uh, I remember talking to Sunny, who was actually one of the, I guess she was one of the um, assistants. Oh, I did that. They literally called me a week later and flew me out to LA. I went through a bunch of interviews and then Next thing I know, I went home and another week later, they're like, okay. (laughs) Did you know that Ben was going to be the bachelor at that time? No. In fact, I think he's the only bachelor in history that we didn't know who it was. Who did you want it to be? Girl, I didn't care. For first of all, I was 33 at the time and or 34 and I worked in the nightlife and I just was, I never could meet anybody. So I was like, I'm just so down, I guess, for this. And who cares? If it happens, it happens. <laughs> I love that I attitude. I really watched it really beforehand. I mean, I watched, of course, just a season. And um, I watched Brad's season because my friend Emily Maynard is was on the show, too. One of the guys that she <laughs> sent home was who I got engaged to on the Bachelor Pad. Yeah. So I didn't care. I didn't care. I was just like, please let me find love. Was he your type? Uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> No, he wasn't my type, Um, but he was really nice. Like he was really funny. And in a way, I'm kind of glad that he wasn't my type because I probably would have never looked at him any other way, but he was, he was really awesome. Like he's a really, he's a really good guy. I mean, at the moment, at the time when he sent me home, I didn't think he was a good guy. How dare you break up with me? Rude. I mean, you go into the show and your, your occupation thing was VIP cocktail waitress uh-huh. Obviously, the girls might have known about that, or maybe you talked to them about that because they like definitely went in on this whole slut shamey vibe, which really sucked. Well, I, you know, I don't honestly, God, I don't even know. I think you know, well, you know how it is. You know how they talk about certain things, and they'll kind of lead you in the direction of where you kind of want you to go, but they don't. It's not scripted. Everybody thinks it's scripted. It's not. They just encourage you. Yeah. Like if I said, oh, I don't like that purple hat she's got on because purple's not my color. All you're going to see is I don't like that purple hat. Yep. So it is what it is. But I think um, 
it was more encouraged on other people's part because I never knew how much the girls disliked me until I watched the show. Well, the funniest thing is I saw so many similarities between your edit and mine. Really? Yeah, like the that one episode where you look really good for like one or two episodes and then you have one just terrible episode where you look really kind of cocky and confident. Oh my God, because they kept telling me to go talk to him. I was me like, too, yes. yes. I remember watching back being like, holy shit, nobody said anything about you know to my face no i know two of the scariest times for me was one of the times when the scene where you see me like crouch down oh in the corner yes first of all what people don't realize is our season was the only season that traveled every single rose ceremony we didn't stay in the um the mansion we only stayed in the mansion the first night right and then we traveled so at that point we were in Sonoma, mm-hmm. huge house on this, like, like on a vineyard type mm-hmm. thing. I mean, there was grapes everywhere. It was beautiful. We loved it, but everybody had to share rooms because there wasn't enough room. So there was like four of us in one room and there were two beds and then two air mattresses. Well, my air mattress was like, had a hole in it. So I decided since it was like the rose ceremony anyway, and we knew we weren't going to be staying, we were leaving. So I was like, let's just go ahead and deflate these and just get them out of the way. And everybody decided to put all their luggage up against that wall in our room because there was a lot of room now because the two air mattresses were deflated. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, it's the luggage room. I was like, no, it wasn't. And I literally wanted to hide because it was that time where they kept saying, Ben wants to see, Ben wants to see, Ben wants to see you. And every time I went, he was with it. And I was like, he did not want to see me. You obviously in the moment totally believed, I'm assuming that Ben really did want to see you. Yeah. At what point was it after the show, like as the show was airing, are you coming to these realizations like, oh my God, he didn't actually want to see me. In that moment when I was in the corner because I wanted to hide because I was like, I was like, I forget the therapist name, but you know, the therapist that we always, I know it's the same one. Yeah. Um, I was like, I want to talk to her. I was like, I just want to leave. I just want to go home. I said, I'm so embarrassed. I see what you guys are doing. I get it now. I'm done. And that wasn't the only time that that happened. I wish I could show some behind the scenes because there was some, I almost left three times that they wouldn't let me leave. Really? Uh-huh. Did they bring in the big guns to convince you not to? Well, of course, Alon. Or even higher than him. Mike, yeah. Yeah. Sure did. Basically, the first night, everyone is kind of, at least the way it showed, everyone's up in arms that Lindsay came in riding a horse. How dare she? <laughs> and then the weirdest part was they really tried to push this, like, romance lesbian narrative with Monica. Yes. I mean, you guys just became friends right away. That was what it was. They feed you alcohol, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I don't think people realize that we're constantly drinking because we're in, and it's such an awkward environment because you know absolutely no one, not even the producers, not even the handlers, none of the girls. So it's, and girls are just competitive anyway. You put us all in a room together and you automatically start judging each other and not in, not necessarily in a bad way. On my season, I felt like girls were judging in a bad way, but they were like, I mean, you, I would look at girls like, oh my God, she's so pretty. Ben's never going to pick me. Or I'd be like, wow, she has way more intelligence than I do. It, like he's definitely going to pick her. Like he, I would just, it was like, almost like I was cutting myself down. Right. 
And that's where I got like sad and I had been drinking. And so I was like, <laughs> and so I just went outside and sat down and I, you can tell I'm so slumped down in that. You're little, really like falling into this chair thing. Yes. Couch. Yeah. But I was just like, why am I here? Like all these other girls are so much prettier than me. They're better than me. So Monica just came over to be nice and just be like, and obviously she's drunk too. And we were the same age. So we were the only two older one. We were 10 years older than anybody on our season. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. we. She was just like, girl, you're beautiful. It's totally fine. Like, don't let that be like define you. But she was just trying to give me a pep talk and she was just being super sweet. But the, the thing is, is what sucks about it is because how they portrayed it. You know, I feel like it hindered a friendship that we could have had between us because I mean, it wasn't my fault that they did it like that, but... I haven't talked to Monica since. Was she mad about that edit? Yeah, I wasn't because I was like, well, girl, ain't neither one of us gay. And even if we were, who cares? Right. But it, I don't know. I just I didn't even think twice about it. I was just like, well, why would they do that? Because I, I mean, I really liked Monica. I still like Monica. I think I mean, I think she got married. I'm not for sure. I try to keep up with people a little bit here and there. Um, there's a couple that I still am in contact with to this day who every now and then I'll see Jacqueline. She'll comment here and there, you know, uh, I know we were really a lot closer. Casey Schneemer was very close with me, but I feel like some of the people, it was like a click or a popularity thing, how it continued in the end, Mm. even like with Chris, like even though he, nobody liked him because he was a villain, quote unquote, Everybody kind of liked hanging out with him. I mean, even when he came to Charlotte to do like uh, something at one of the clubs that I was working at at the time, uh, I I went and talked to him and spoke to him and was nice, but he was not nice to me even then. Um, And at the time I was with Tony and I told Tony about it and he was like, just ignore him or whatever, because he was saying things that Tony was like cheating on me or whatever. And I was like, what? So anyway, along that was another one. But like Casey, uh, Casey Steamer, um, Brittany. A lot of people don't remember Brittany because she left early. Like she left on her own. Brittany, yes, yeah. And Emily, I still talk to Emily every now and then, but she kind of wanted to step back away from it. Mm-hmm. So did uh, another brain fart. She was in the top four. Mm-mm. Nikki, Nikki. What was interesting was you had that really bad edit that one episode where everyone was just like doubling down, talking mad shit about you. Girl, I feel like that was everyone, every episode. The thing that I saw was that one episode was really bad and everyone was talking shit about you. And then the next couple, it seemed like you were cool with everybody. They never like acknowledged it, but just watching the clips of everyone in the house, you were always kind of sitting with someone or... The only thing I remember, because again, I don't remember anything until we... Uh, like watch the show when it aired live so I remember a lot of them talking shit like Samantha was like calling me and like transvestite and like our transgender like I cannot believe some of the things that were said about me I want to say it's because they wanted me to look like I was a like a, a go getter like I go after what I want which I do but they kept saying, Ben wants to talk to you. Ben wants to talk to you. Ben wants to talk to you. And so I'd keep going, keep going. You know, I got the first, I, I kissed him first mm-hmm. when we were in Sonoma. I, we, I got the, um, you got the first group date rose, which definitely screwed the pooch because that was also the episode where everyone didn't like you. Yeah. That's when they were all saying, talking crap about me. And I was like, ah, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Because again, 
I didn't realize they were talking shit about me. Isn't it wild? Like watching back, you're sitting on a couch, you're, you're just like la-di-da. And you literally have no idea that anyone was doing any of this. I had no clue. No clue. Even Brittany, before she left, I mean, a lot of things, what people don't see on this show too, is like, I did a lot of the makeup for the girls. I did Brittany's makeup. I mean, I helped a lot of them. I did Emily's hair. I highlighted her hair when we were in um, Park City, Utah. Honestly, I think it's because I'm the one that said I'm not here to make friends. Mm -hmm. And so I was very standoffish for that simple reason, because I was 10 years older than everybody. And I just didn't want have time for the nonsense. And number two, um, girls are catty. And I just really don't like being a part of that stuff. So I isolated myself. And I think because I did that, they took it like differently. But that's because they were younger. And I, that's why I did what I did. But that's probably why. Other than that, I mean, asking like, hey, what are we going on the group date for? What should I wear? And the handler's like, oh, wear that little short skimpy where your boobs hanging out because it's going to be at the park. And but that's all we can tell you. And everybody, I would look at everybody else and everybody else would be it. would They would look just different. And it's almost like they wanted me to look like that. And here we are going to this um, park to do a play in front of all these kids. And my tits are hanging out like this is awesome. I look like a freaking little trampoline over here. What was the most hurtful thing to you? watching it honestly probably just how they spoke about me and because they didn't know me that's probably what hurt me the most being called like a horse face to this day I still think about that and being called like I look like a transvestite like those are some very harsh words for someone to call someone and like I'm just shocked that some of the people that are still friends with her because that obviously shows the type of person that she is and again, even to this day, I wish no ill will on anyone. That's just not who I am. Life is too short. Um, but it's probably, that's probably the most hurtful thing. And also not really feel bad about it. Oh, yeah. I don't, no one's ever said they're sorry. Courtney never apologized for calling me a stripper. Or that's the girl that your boyfriend would cheat on you with. I'm like, what? Well, someone else that really, I feel like unnecessarily got the brunt was Chantel. Uh-huh. She's from Brad Womack season. She's like, I'm going to stop by because I think Ben might be a, a match or whatever. Everyone seemed really angry. And I feel like she she barely even did anything. I actually took her into the other room and talked to her about it. And I was actually like, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> because if he like, it just, it, he's going to pick who he's going to pick. And I was like, I'm kind of glad that you're here because... I know how it feels. I feel like I'm a left, I'm left out sometimes in this group. So I don't want you to feel alone. So I went to Chantel and I was like, Hey, I'm here if you need somebody to talk to, because I don't, I would never want anyone to feel like that. But again, I don't think people saw that. I think they just wanted a different edit for me. Of course. And I don't really know why, but I mean, it is what it is, but I was glad that she was there. A lot of people were getting mad. I'm like, well, who cares if he likes her? He likes her. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I thought she was going to get a rose. I did too. I was hoping she would because I didn't want, I wanted her to be there. <laughs> I want a friend. <laughs> yes. I was like, I need, a, I need my a nemesis with me. Well, I guess in general, you said that Ben wasn't your type, but you seemed to really try to open up to him a lot. In hindsight, like, were, did you feel like you had a connection? I don't think we had a connection. Um, I think I did feel like I had to open up more though but I felt like I was the one keeping us from having the connection because I wasn't really opening up. I was very quiet. 
Uh, I didn't talk a lot because hell, everything I did, I was criticized for. I was like, well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Being able to open up more and like, obviously you go to the handlers or the producers and say, hey, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should say? And then you're, you get a new asshole ripped for it because you did what they said would be a good idea. Of course. They played me like a fiddle. (laughs) How do you feel about them? I love them. I mean, it's a job. At the time, I was very upset, but Alon and I are still very close. Mm -hmm. I I love Alon. He's probably one of the very few people that I've really got to know. And even though he was a producer, I'm so um, glad for the experience because I met him. And at the time, at least, he wasn't directly involved with the girls as much. No. In fact, they knew... Cause they, they also know too, like who can get you to talk and who gets you angry at the most. Because I remember Amy being all the time, she would try to talk to me and she had the way she'd talk to me. I'd be like, girl, I can't. Why are you trying to get something out of me? Like that? No, I'm not doing this just for TV. I remember there was one that I had a few times and I just was like, like we're not connecting. But they knew they wanted to do it because they wanted a reaction from you. So that's why they did it. And then, and with Elon, sometimes I'd be like, they're okay. Well, you have to do, um, I forget what it's called. IT ITM. And they were like, okay, well you have to go to, um, ITM with so-and-so. And I'd be like, okay, I want a line or I'm not doing it. If you really want me to talk about it, let me talk with it to a line. Cause he's the only one, even though he was doing what he's supposed to do when he was trying to dig and get out stuff, I, he's still connected with me as a person. Yeah. I don't think people realize too on the show how much it really can affect you. Oh yeah. Even like years later. I feel like it's something that'll always be with you in some way. Oh yeah. I'm four years out. You're six. It's still like trust issues. And yeah, when I first came off the show, but it was a lot different too back then. You couldn't be on social media. RC's like you could not do any of that stuff. And when I got off the show, I just remember I had tweets telling me to kill myself. I needed to jump off the bridge. Uh, my tires got slashed a couple of times. My window got broke out in my car. I went through some shit and I went into like a depression afterwards and nobody really understood. They took it as she thinks she's too good to be around anybody. No, I don't want to be around anybody because I am mentally messed up right now. I don't understand what's happening. And then, you know, Gia, when she committed suicide, I just feel for her so much. I kind of know, not that I ever thought of that, but I'm just saying, I just kind of know how she feels in that respect because you're up here, man. And you're like, second you get sent home, it's reality. And then people judge you. I guess I could put it this way. I can see why Britney Spears shaved her head. Yeah. And I know it's the same for everyone. I know everyone gets messages, but I've never been in a darker place. Yeah. And there was no help. None. There was no, how you doing? And, you know, your producer will call you before your episode. And of course they'll say, oh, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. And then it'll be like the worst episode you've ever seen. Yep. And you're like, what are you watching? And not only that, and I, I totally forgot that the producers did call you before it showed until you just said it. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember because they said, okay, Blakely, this one episode. This isn't so good. But don't worry. You really pull yourself out. But I just want to give you a heads up. You are crying. But it was the episode. The worst one ever. Right. Yeah. And the whole world hates you. And you're like, um, I don't, I think you really like undercut how bad that was going to be. That's what I said. I was like, you can 
you said it was going to be bad. You didn't tell me it was going to be like the worst thing ever on television. When you speak of Gia, like it literally makes me emotional because I'm not even trying to put myself on the same level. But like I thought about things like that and it was like just knowing where she was just like breaks my heart. It is a part of you though, that you just know. I mean, I was in a low place too. And I remember telling a friend of mine, Zach, you know, I was like, I just don't want to be around anymore. I just didn't want, like, I wanted to be on an island somewhere, like secluded. I went to Hawaii and like threw my phone in a river. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we can do it. Let's just get a little place on an island somewhere. But I I know, I feel you. But it does seem like, you still have harbor some ill feelings towards Courtney. Yeah. So again, speaking when I was on the show at that time, she was just very difficult to kind of be around. She was very much self-absorbed and she never, she really didn't sit with the group, but now Casey and her became really good friends. And because I love Casey to death, Casey Steamer, I, I mean, she's got to be a good judge of character. So she can't be all that bad. However, it was just, again, when you're in that environment, who knows, maybe she thought we were all talking about her and blah, 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 because mm-hmm. some people were really talking about her. And I just didn't like how she thought she was kind of better than everybody or acted as if she was better. But no, I don't harbor any resentment towards her. It's just, I just have nothing to do with her. No harm, no foul, no big deal. I'm assuming, what based on what you said earlier, that you didn't feel like you got a sufficient apology from her on Women Tell All in reference to the stripper comment. No her or any anybody no one yeah but no I even addressed it to her because uh I think Ellen made a meme about it and she posted it on her Instagram story because one of my girlfriends sent it to me and I was like girl why are you sending me stuff off of Courtney's IG story she was like I can't believe she said all those things about you and I was like well Who knows? Maybe she was coerced into saying it. Maybe they... Yeah, I always try to give the benefit of the doubt. Now I do. Yeah. At that point, you're still wrapped up and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I freaking love traveling. I'm one year out from the best hiking trip of my life in Patagonia. Obviously, South Africa this month was unreal. We all deserve to vacation, and now we can thanks to Kentiki. Kentiki brings together travelers from all around the world to experience unforgettable, exclusive destinations. The plus side is that they handle the stressful details like transport and lodging, so you can just enjoy the journey hassle-free. Whether you're traveling alone, with a partner, with friends, no matter what, you can make incredible memories with an international group of travelers. You could be having breakfast with koalas on Australia's magnetic island, or check off one of the seven wonders of the world on a hike to Machu Picchu. My favorite thing about Kentiki is that they've partnered with Tread Right to form Kentiki Cares. So wherever you go, Kentiki is committed to protecting communities, wildlife, and people in every destination. Please check Kentiki's 350 incredible international trips that you can be a part of, and you can even get $100 off that trip. So go to my special URL now, kentiki.com slash Olivia. That's Kentiki spelled C-O-N-T-I-K-I. Once again, kentiki.com slash Olivia. Another similarity we had was the the two-on-one. Oh, God. The funniest thing is how excited you were to get the two-on-one. Girl, because I knew, I mean, I, I love Rachel to death. I, I do not, I love Rachel to death. She, I, no ill will, nothing, I swear. 
But at that moment, I was like, come on. Got this. Yes. Even though she had a one-on-one and you hadn't? Yes, because I felt like, you know what? He obviously isn't sure about her. That's why he's having to ask her again. He's probably sure about me. So it's probably like the defining moment that he's going to send her home. In my mind, that's how I thought of it. And I was so wrong. I bitch was wrong. (laughs) So you had no clue you were going home that night. Girl, I done made him a scrapbook. You did, yes. I done saved everything that we had done together, every card from every group date, the rose petals for my first rose from the group date. Girl, I saved everything. This is what I could picture our life being like in San Francisco. So the reason I did the scrapbook, though, is to show him that, like, I know I haven't been opening up, but I want you to know that I'm sitting back, but really cherishing everything. Thinking about things. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just here. This means a lot to me. And shit hit the fan. (laughs) I went home. At the time that you went home, who did you think would be a good match for him? Lindsay or Nikki. I always thought Casey was, um, Casey B was, you know, very good and very pretty, but she was so young. I just, I never really thought that it would be her. I mean, you certainly probably never thought it would be Courtney. No. And I thought, what did she do to get him to pick her? Did you read her book? Courtney's book? No. I read it and it was one of my favorite bachelor centric books because I do like people who are no bullshit. I will say that about Courtney. I mean, again, how she treated me and everyone else at that time, it wasn't nice or good. But again, we aren't in her shoes. So we don't know what she was being told. But I want to know what the name of Courtney's book was. Or I'm not here to make friends yes that's it because i'm the one that said that and i was like i need royalties from this book pay me 25 cents a read (laughs) give me my five (laughs) dollars well then pad three oh i mean there's a lot i am i am wondering you seem like from the beginning you were all money hell yeah you know why because i was just on the bachelor for six weeks almost no pay I was a VIP hostess. So like, I didn't make money if I wasn't working. Homegirl had bills to pay. (laughs) I was like, I need the damn money. But were there any men that you were like, I wouldn't mind meeting this guy? Going into it? No. Because I remember everybody wanted Ed. And then Ed the first night just gets bum drunk. And (laughs) I was like, oh. Oh my God, I love my Ed though. Ed Swiderski. I love him. So you know when you meet those guys and they're like, he can be like a really good friend or he's like a brother type. Like you just not automatic friends on him, but you just know that was Ed with me. I, I just love Ed, man. It was like, let's, he was like a frat boy. Let's go to the, the hot tub and drink some Jack of Denise, because that's what we called it, because I drank Jack Honey all the time. You know, he's a drinking buddy. He's who you want to go have a good time. I honestly, I thought Chris was attractive and Michael Stagliano, I thought he was so attractive. But other than that, nothing. The fans, what did you think of those fans and those twins that just kept crying and yelling and sobbing? Those, I I do feel bad for them because they were so young, but you know, those were the same twins that were on Jersey Shore when they were in Italy. Holy shit. Remember, and they were, she was making out with... um, I forgot about that. So they were, I feel like, were just on there to be on TV. Well, basically, the summary of freaking pad is chris bukowski messing around chris started as your partner yes which i just wanted him as a partner so you were not romantically interested in chris at that time no 
Because you did end up spending the night with each other sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, But he would always try to act like he didn't want to be there. And I was like, you are just like every freaking dude. But I want to say one night we kissed and then he woke up early and went back down to his room. And that's what I want to say. Jamie was down there with him. And I was just like, okay. But I think at that point, he started to figure out certain things. I'm going to do whatever I have to do, play the game however I have to play in order to win. Yeah. So in his defense, and heck, I don't know. I mean, he was just using me and using Jamie and using Sarah Newland. Yes. Well, it seems like from the get-go, I think your gut at least was telling you that Chris was not to be trusted. Yes. There was, I don't know if there was something just about him. So I'm an empath, which I just realized. Um, and I've been doing a lot of research on it. So I look back now and see why I have been the way I've been, because if I feel a good or a bad energy, I will either go to it or remove myself from it. That's why I think it was hard for me to sort of make friends because I just didn't know who was very genuine. I have to wonder, do you think that the way that Chris treated you and Jamie could have been the reason why the two of you didn't get along? It was just, honestly, the things that she would say and talk about, it was redundant over and over and over. And you can just kind of pick out when sometimes when people just want to be on TV. I just didn't feel a connection with her. I'm not saying she's not a nice person, but I think, you know, sometimes when somebody doesn't like you, you tend to just not like them back. And at that time, I think she might have been... I don't want to use the word jealous, but I think she might have wanted something more because I remember she was not happy when Tony proposed to me. Why? Because she wanted to get married on TV? Well, she did. (laughs) Okay, wait, I want to expand on that. But late in the game, Chris kind of partners up slash romantics with Sarah. And then you have this kind of late bloom with Tony. Was he on your radar at all? Not one bit. Didn't even notice him. What changed? We were, somebody was on a date during the day. And so we were at the house at the mansion, like laying out the pool and stuff. And uh, he came out there and was laying out and we just kind of got to talking. And the more we got to talking, he just was so sweet and so nice. And I thought, huh, I knew at the time I needed to find somebody else to partner with. He didn't really have anybody to partner with. So he was like, well, why don't we just partner together? And Michael was like a big brother to me in the house. So I was like, I'd always go to Michael and be like, Chris is trying to get me kicked off. I know what he's telling everybody to vote against me. Michael's like, it's not going to happen. Don't worry. I got you. Okay. He's like, I need you to get with Tony because you guys will kill it. And so we did. And just because we spent a lot of time with each other at, from that point forward, because again, what people don't see when the shows aired is when the group dates are happening or the one-on-one dates are happening outside of the mansion on pad. We were still at the house. Girl, I was getting my tan on my drink on it. I was vacation. Well, there's definitely more time to develop like realistic relationships on the spinoff shows. And it's more like one-on-one. You're not competing for attention. Right. On the reunion show, you guys got engaged. We did. I mean, you left the show like as a couple, if you will. Like what happened after filming that led to an engagement on this reunion show? Well, I just knew that, okay, well, first of all, he has a son. or And so I knew that 
if we were going to continue anything after the show, it was going to have to be committal. And I told him, I don't like doing long distance. And I just, you know, I would do whatever I had to do. And he was just the sweetest, nicest person at the time to me. And I thought, you know what? And Alon always said, love or nothing. In fact, that I went, I got a tattoo and that's what my tattoo wow. says. So I decided that I'm just going to go for it because why not? Like if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So the show had aired. We had already been talking about seeing each other. We had been obviously flirting on Twitter and Instagram, which they told us not to do, but it was kind of hard. So I felt like we gave it away a little bit. And then we did travel together a little bit. And so I know people spotted us at a couple of places and I was like, oh, we're going to get in so much trouble. Yeah. So at the time when I did move there, obviously I was engaged because he had already asked me. But before the finale show, I had no clue we were getting married. I knew that he wanted me to move there. I had already been in the process of putting in my notice at work. I sold everything I owned. I was leaving my family. We had already been looking at houses online because I didn't want to move into his place because I wanted us to have something together. So whenever I got to um, the finale, I just wasn't expecting it. Like I just knew we were going to tell them we were moving in together. So you had no idea he was going to propose to you. I had no clue. I had no clue. I We had talked about getting married in the sense of this is what we both want. In general. Yes. But I also knew that it was hard for me to move that far away and leave my family, my friends, quit my job, like, and go and it just be a boyfriend, girlfriend. And so I think he took that as well. I'm going to propose to her. So she knows that I do love her and I want her to be with me, blah, blah, blah. Were you ready for that step? No, not at all. Were you at all resentful towards him for putting you in that position? No, I wouldn't say resentful. I was extreme. I was so caught off guard. If if you watch it back, I literally said the F word. <laughs> yeah, you did. And he kept telling, he was like, look at me. He even said it, like, look at me. And I'm going, I don't like that feeling. And I felt like something was, I honestly thought he might be breaking up with me. And then all of a sudden I kept seeing people smiling and I was looking at Ed and Michael and Jacqueline. And I was like, okay, what's happening? I was just kind of like, well, did you ask my dad? That's my mom. Did you talk to your son about it? like I was asking these questions, which y'all didn't see. Of course, I said, yes. What am I going to say? No, that's a pretty awkward position to put you in, because if you say no, everyone hates you. And I'm already moving there. You made the move before you inevitably ended things. No, wait, I had moved to Portland to be with him. And I was there for eight weeks and I moved right back home. I was very lonely out there, very depressed. Mm -hmm. And because I knew no one but Tony, it was really hard for me because, and and you know, I, I will say it was probably hard on him too. Of course, yeah. Constantly me crying and me constantly being like, I'm so like lonely and I don't have nothing to do. And then he would get mad because he would work all the time and I didn't have a job. I just moved out there, but I got a job with the same company that I left in North Carolina. I think he got resentful and... I mean, I ended up going to therapy while I was there. Uh, I mean, you know, I was, I mean, he had to help me through that because I was, I'd call my mom and my dad and my sister all, oh gosh, I might get sad. I call them all the time because I was like, I miss you guys. Like I'm so lonely. I 
don't feel loved. I don't feel cared about and I can't do anything about it. And anytime I'd want to talk to them, it's three hour difference. So living there, what hurt me the most is he kept talking to this one girl from Hollywood Insider. It was like a gossip, online gossip thing. And he would talk to her all the time. And I was like, yo, quit talking to her so much. Like quit telling her about our lives. Like it's a gossip online magazine. Was he talking like romantically or just gossiping? Yeah. Just sharing stuff. Like she was her, he was like best friends with her. Oh yeah. Weird. Okay. And I'm like, dude, stop talking to her about what's going on with us. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. It's weird. So after just a while being there, you know, I remember I was on the phone with my dad one day and I always had my headphones on and my dad was listening to how Tony was talking to me. And he was like, does he realize you're someone's daughter? Mm. And as soon as we got off the phone, he he hung up. My mom and my dad have been separated since I was three. So as soon as he hung up, he called my mom. He booked her a flight. And this, this was on a Thursday. She flew in on that Sunday. I packed up a little five by seven U-Haul and attached it to my little Honda Accord. And we left Monday and I left. For good. Mm-hmm. I think he was seeing someone while I was there because it was just weird. I can't even explain it. I don't know if he wanted to be with me because he wanted to be in limelight. And it was convenient to have an engagement. Yeah. And it would give him more fame or something. I don't know, but it was just different. We would go, we went to the uh, Seahawks game and Lindsay was there and we hung out with her for a little bit, but the whole time he was so like out of it. I could just tell he did not want to be with me. And it was just, it was very uncomfortable. Ew, gross. And the second that I came back, I found out that he was seeing someone else, like legit on my birthday. And he still texted me. He was like, happy birthday. And I was like, eh. Gross. Yeah. So we have never spoke. Since then? Never spoke since then. And I still have my ring. You never sent it back? Girl, why am I going to send it back? Don't you have to send it back? No. Oh my gosh. So the contract says two years, whoever is in possession with it, it's theirs. I thought it was that... Once you've been engaged for two years, it's yours. It's mine. But that if you weren't engaged for two years, you had to send it back. No one ever asked for it back. No one ever contacted me about Play it. Play stupid. Just say, oh, I didn't know. I mean, I, I kept looking at the contract, you know, I kept reading it over and over because it, it is different. When you get a ring, you get a contract. Right. With ABC. So I read it and read it and read it and I was like... Oh, it's mine. Nothing more romantic than getting a ring and a contract. I mean, right? <laughs> no wonder people don't like to sign prenups <laughs> or talk about prenups. Oh, well, good riddance. Bye-bye, Tony. The only other thing I want to ask about before we talk about life now is what you thought of the ending when Nick kept the money oh. and Rachel was left <laughs> with nothing. Nick is my boy. <laughs> Nick is my homie. So you supported that move? Yes. You know why? Because I would have had the balls to do it, but everybody on the panel would have done it. But he did it. I was like, you go. It's not like he owed her anything, really. I mean... And she was obviously super sad because her and Michael had a relationship. Yes. He didn't want to be with her after that. So I think that because she was so worried, this is where it gets kind of like... Ah, I see what you're saying. If you're dating somebody and you always talk about your ex or something like that, it's like, really? It, it, it comes to a point to be like, well, 
you really didn't help me get to this point. I know they weren't even together the whole time. Right. It was the last two competitions. I think they were together because I think um, with Nick, he just was kind of like, again, probably producers were like, man, well, don't share that with her. She didn't deserve that. And it really was like, yeah, but I mean, I ain't gonna lie. We all would have been up there thinking about that on the stage. The only thing that would have hurt us, anybody else, and it was so good for his situation because um, Rachel, she really did appreciate his partnership. So, of course, now she's going to want to share it with him. And he's like, mm, no, I got you where I want you. I'm about to take it. So, I mean, I, I think everybody there supported him, even if they didn't say it or if they acted like they didn't. They were just jealous they didn't do it themselves. Exactly. <laughs> well, what a career, a storied career on The Bachelor. And now you are married you're a mama. Everyone wants to know how you met your hubby, what mom life is like. So here's the thing. I am not married. You're not. No, we are not married. Okay. Well, how did you meet your partner? My friend Mike and Simon are very, they're like best friends. So uh, we would all hang out and he was coming to town one weekend because Simon didn't live here. He was coming to town and they were going to go to see uh, this DJ called the knife party. It's like EDM music and I'm just not real big into that stuff. And so I was like, eh, I don't really want to go. So he said, well, just come hang out with us. We'll have dinner, take some drinks, whatever. And then you can go and we'll go to the club. Well, my friend, Mike, he's well known here in Charlotte and he's very, I mean, he's well off, but he works very hard for his money. He's, I mean, he's a very hard worker. So when he goes out and parties, back then he would go out and he would buy like if there was 15 of us he would buy 15 bottles of champagne you get one you get one you, you get, get a bottle you get a bottle i would take my bottle and i walked in the back and with another friend and i was like i don't like this music but in the back it was kind of like rap and hip-hop and i got a little tipsy ended up going back out there with them for a little bit we left the club and right before we left i said will you take a picture with me so I can post it on Instagram? And he said, yes. And girl, did he kiss me? He laid it on me. Is that photo posted? Yes, that photo is posted. Do you ever want to get married? You know what? I wanted to. I thought that would define us. Yeah. So I hate to even admit, but I am 42 now. We bought a house together. We have a son. But, you know, finding Simon... And having someone love me for who I am and for all my faults and all that, this is enough for me. I thought getting married was like, because you think growing up, oh, I want to get married, I want to get married. But is it is it all about getting married or is it about being with the person that you love for the rest of your life? Don't get me wrong. I don't mind, Simon, if you're listening to this, if you buy me a ring and propose to me. Not the one upstairs. Not the one upstairs. <laughs> Trust me. I tried to get him to use that one. <laughs> and he said, no, not giving you that ring. I was like, well, we save money. Yeah. I mean, the house is more important. Linux is more important. So, yeah. So at this point, even if we were just engaged, I would be totally fine. Side note, Lennox is the cutest name ever. Thank you. I love that name. Thank you. We named him Lennox Amadeus Chi. Amadeus means, well, Simon wanted to name it Amadeus because Simon's kind of like a nanu nanu. He's like a nerd comic guy. So total like opposite for me. Like I had no clue about any of that stuff, but he, <laughs> he wanted to name him Amadeus because of Mozart. Well, 
come to find out Amadeus means for the love of God. And now we're, we go to church all the time. I'm much more involved in my faith. I mean, I still say shit damn and I cuss and I still like if once in a blue moon, have a drink of wine. So for the love of God. So I thought, you know what? Lennox Amadeus and my girlfriend at the time, um, I call her Pooh Bear. Um, so in fact, he, Simon went to the, her wedding with me, um, who was like, I, she wanted to have a baby and they just weren't having luck. She really wanted to name her kid Lennox. So when I got pregnant, she was like, I would love for you to name your kid Lennox. Cause I don't, I don't think she thought she would be able to have a kid at the time. She has two. So that's where I got Lennox from. And then obviously Amadeus from, for being the love of God. Well, I want to tell you one thing, one comment I got on Facebook and then we'll wrap this thing up. But uh, someone named Amanda in my Facebook group said, she lives local to me and she's in my local mom's group. Y'all won't be disappointed. She is nice, caring, and everything positive you could imagine. Amanda! Oh! There you go. I love it. I, I think, too, when people, when they get to know me, they're like, she is not what was on TV. <laughs> or, oh my God, you're so much prettier in person. I'm like, well, is, that, is that ugly on TV? It didn't do many favors. I mean. Well, that dark hair of mine didn't either, but now I'm gray, so I have to be blonde. Are you a, are a blonde or brunette, naturally? Natural blonde. I mean, I thought the brunette looked great. Well, I loved it, but but once I started turning gray, I was like, well, maybe I'll just do, and I'm only gray, like right here on my crown. Underneath is, it's still dark. Well, I mean, it's still dark. Like if, well, I just had my hair done. Well, go ahead and say your social needs and anything you want to promote. Yeah, girl. So uh, my social media, my personal, which I share a lot on is at Blakely Shea on Instagram. S-H-E-A, everybody. Yes. And it's two E's, B-L-A-K-E-L-E-Y. And my business. So my business is B Shea Vanity, obviously Blakely Shea. And the reason I picked Vanity is because I always like to make other people feel beautiful because sometimes I think as a woman, we all don't feel very beautiful. All the time. I called it Bichet Vanity because honestly, I want to give that confidence to women that sometimes I so desperately want to give myself. And so um, coming up with Bichet Vanity was kind of a no-brainer because I still wanted it to have my name in it. Um, but doing permanent makeup has been an amazing outlet for me. I realized how artistic that I really am. Um, I'm an esthetician at heart, so I'm a nurturer, so I love taking care of people. And um, my website finally launched, starting to be blogging soon, and my website's just blakelyshay.com. So people get to hear a lot of stuff. I'll be talking more about bachelor things, and I'll be talking about life now, and like all in between, and before The Bachelor. Everything we can't touch in just one podcast. Yes, I was just telling Simon yesterday after church, I said, Lennox has got the coolest mom because I know so many athletes and celebrities and then on TV and then modeling. What a world. I'm just like, y'all. Lennox, you don't even know how cool your mother is. Thank you. So when I pull up and pick him up at school and I'm bumping, <laughs> I'll be like, don't front. Your mama's cool. Your mama's cool. I'm so grateful that you gave me this time. I'm really appreciative. Thank you for having me. Okay, get back to your life. Uh, I'll tell Simon that it's time for a ring. Thank you. I'm glad that we're friends. Yes, girl. I'm going to be blowing you up all the time. Hey, okay, everyone, follow Blakely. Go to her website. Look at the blog when she starts blogging about her life. Okay, bye, my love. Bye, sweetheart. Thank you. Of course.